You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you along on today's show. Big fallout at the University of Tennessee as head football coach Jeremy Pruitt has been fired for cause along with a dozen or so assistant coaches. On top of that, athletic director Philip Fulmer steps down as well. We'll discuss all the latest on those topics. Also, our buddy Josh Ward, host of Locked on Vols, will join us to run through what exactly happened and what happens now moving forward in Knoxville. Also, we'll hit on some tidbits from around the conference, including LSU maybe zeroing in on their new defensive coordinator and much more. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, less than a year after declaring the Vols are back, Tennessee Athletic Director Philip Fulmer is stepping down. This comes at the same time as the school chancellor and president announced the dismissal of head football coach Jeremy Pruitt and many members of his staff for what they call serious NCAA violations involved with recruiting. What those exactly are, we have not heard that as of yet. But here was Chancellor Chancellor Plowman with her statement yesterday. The plan is to have a new athletic director in place as soon as possible. And we're optimistic about our future and our ability to attract a strong leader who will then hire the right football coach. Now, I realize many people would prefer we make those hires in the opposite order. But I hope everyone will accept the judgment that this is the way for us to have the long-term success we all want for now and for the long term. We feel a profound sense of responsibility to get this right. Getting it right is the goal because they did not get it right last time. Remember all the upheaval of uh, one big wig wanting to fly to go meet with Mike Leach and offer him the job. Then there was the Greg Schiano debacle and ultimately they ended up with what we seem or seemed like a pretty good hire in Jeremy Pruitt. But As we know, this season went uh, backwards after taking a step forward a year ago. And now, uh, with all the NCAA violations with him and his staff, it was clearly not a good hire. Uh, Here was Philip Fulmer Fulmer explaining why he is stepping down as the athletic director now. We need stability and continuity at Tennessee. And our next football coach needs to be on our sideline for 10 years or more. And I am confident that we will find that coach, but also I'm confident that he will want and need to know who his athletic director is going to be for the duration. I asked Chancellor Plowman if we could revisit my position. My thoughts are I'm 70 years old. I am not going to be the athletic director at age 80. It was always my expectation I would move on from athletics sooner Rather than later, it only makes sense that I make that move this semester so that a new coach with a new athletic director can implement their vision together. It makes sense, right? I mean, Fulmer wasn't going to do this for many years to come. And if he feels like he was going to step down another year or two, you know what? Why not do it now and have a full reset? Bring in a new athletic director to oversee everything in the the, the vision of the future and bring in the new head coach as well and make sure both those people are on the same page and they're all on the up and up. They're in partnership with the compliance department and everything else. It's not to say Phil Fulmer is completely blameless here. And, 
you know, look, you can read between the lines and understand why he is stepping down on the same day. They're firing almost the entire coaching staff on the football side of things. But again, we don't know for sure what Fulmer knew. But again, I'd say he has to take at least a little bit of the blame for it being or happening under his watch. Uh, Chancellor Plowman also was asked about the violations and how concerned should the next head coach be about taking a job where repercussions are going to come following these violations. What our um, council has told us is that we're looking at level one and level two violations. I don't know yet yet exactly how many or exactly the specifics of it. I think that we are, the issue for us is we are trying to, we want to, we want to win here, but we want to win with integrity. And we're going to be looking for coaches who have that same philosophy. And I'm very optimistic that there are many of them out there. And, and I underscore what the president said. And so that, that will be important criteria. For, but, but let me say again, our first action is to hire an athletic director. So the search will begin, and it was announced former Auburn interim coach and defensive coordinator Kevin Steele will now serve as Tennessee's interim coach while it conducts its uh, searches for their next head coach and athletic director. Despite just getting there last week, Steele is a Tennessee graduate who hopefully can stabilize things for the time being. The question becomes now, how long will it take to find the next AD and head coach? We're going to discuss more on that in just a bit with a Locked on Vols host, Josh Ward. And just for some speculation on names out there, some people saying maybe Hugh Freeze could be, uh, you know, on the search. Well, you wouldn't count on it. If you just heard there from the chancellor saying that, uh, you know, they're looking for somebody of integrity and you consider the Vols, uh, or rather Freeze, got in trouble for NCAA violations at Ole Miss, it'd be tough to bring him in following the dismissal of Pruitt for the same thing. In addition... Jeremy Pruitt's attorney released a statement last night saying, quote, Coach Pruitt is extremely disappointed with this decision to terminate his employment. He believes the decision was based uh, or was part of an orchestrated effort to not pay him his remaining contract. So that will be worth keeping an eye on because obviously it's the out for Tennessee to move on with him and not have to pay him the rest of his contract. One other tidbit from Rocky Top, right when this news was going down on Jeremy Pruitt, his former five-star offensive lineman, Wanya Morris, who we mentioned uh, earlier in the week, had entered the transfer portal. He has picked his next destination, and that is the Oklahoma Sooners. So Wanya Morris will be heading to Oklahoma. All right, let's get into uh, other things going on around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. One crazy tidbit I saw Brandon Zimmerman tweet out yesterday that the last time we had SEC media days was the summer of 2019. Now, that was just, you know, a year and a half ago. Since then, eight of the 14 SEC coaches that were in attendance that day are now gone. Only six head coaches from that SEC media days remain in the conference. Of course, the longest tenured remaining coach, Nick Saban, also, Ed Ogeron, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, Dan Mullen, and Mark Stoops. I tweeted out from the Locked On SEC Twitter account yesterday. I said, you know, when Tennessee said, oh, we want to hire the next coach to be here for 10 years. I said, who gets 10 years anymore in the SEC not named Nick Saban? And a lot of Kentucky fans chimed in and said, you know, as long as Mark Stoops wants to be in Kentucky, he'll be there for a long time. He has been one of their... 
winning as coaches, and he's won a lot of games, done a good job there, and they also are a fan base willing to give him a pass if he has a, a down year or a bad year here and there because of what he's brought the excitement level to that program. So, yeah, if I had to bet on uh, any coach making it to 10 years currently in the SEC, I'll be Mark Stoops. Look, Coach O, you know, just a year removed from winning a national championship at LSU. If he has another down year like he had this year at LSU, they're going to start grabbing their pitchforks there. Kirby, you know, he's got to eventually break through and win a title. Next year is going to be his most talented team probably that he's had. Can he do it? Jimbo obviously took a big step forward this year, but still hasn't even gotten to Atlanta for the SEC title game. And then there's Dan Mullen, who... We were high on at least halfway through this year and then didn't really end that well. But just kind of a fun topic to kick around uh, with your friends. Hey, Heisman Trophy winner and national champion wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama. It was announced he'll be headed to the Senior Bowl in Mobile. A lot of people questioned the move because a lot of folks saying, what else does he have to prove? He's going to be a first-round pick already. But as draft scout Matt Miller pointed out on Twitter, he said Smith has a chance to impress scouts without there being a combine this year, and he just loves the game that much. Former LSU Tiger Tyron Matthew, who's on the Kansas City Chiefs currently in the playoffs, he piggybacked on that tweet saying, some of us are just different. Quote, real deal football guys through and through. So Devontae Smith heading to the Senior Bowl. Good luck to whatever cornerbacks are trying to impress the scouts on the other end. Over at LSU, Coach Ed Ogeron is reportedly close to hiring his next defensive coordinator, Following the failed experiment last season with Bo Pelini, Jane Slater of the NFL Network suggests that he has zeroed in on Ryan Nielsen, defensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints. Slater reported that Nielsen met with Saints coach Sean Payton and told him he intends to take the job at LSU. Nielsen played under Coach O at USC from 1997 to 2001. And if the hire goes through, it would be the second time Nielsen coaches under Ogeron. Nielsen was the D-line coach at Ole Miss under Coach O back in 05 to 07. However, Jane Slater tweeted out yesterday evening that the Saints are possibly disputing the language in Nielsen's contract and they are not yet signing off on him departing for a college job. So keep an eye on that one. And over at Ole Miss, reports say they are expected to hire Coleman Hutzler as a special teams coordinator. Expected to finalize in the next couple of days. He was the co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach at Texas this past year under Tom Herman. He was previously the linebackers coach and special teams coordinator at South Carolina. Steve Sarkeesian, of course, took over for Herman at Texas, so many of the 2020 Longhorn assistants are looking for new jobs. And it looks like Hutzler will land on his feet in Oxford in the SEC. And that is... Around the conference, man, there's so much going on, but we got to get back into the biggest topic of the last 24 hours or so, the Tennessee Volunteers. When we return, we'll talk the latest on Tennessee with Locked On Vols host Josh Ward. Stay with us. Hey, gang, if you're looking for some place to place some bets since you got the AFC and NFC Championship games happening this weekend, we got SEC basketball in action tonight, tomorrow night, tons of stuff to get in on, and there was only one place that has you covered in one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. we got tons of games going on tonight. Tomorrow night, LSU-Alabama should be a really good one in the SEC. And, of course, this weekend, we've got the Bills versus the Chiefs and the Packers 
versus the Bucks. So some awesome games, plenty of action to get in on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. If you've been telling yourself you want to bet on, on some games or you're sitting there after watching a game going, oh, I predicted that, get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get 50% off while your 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, 2020 is mercifully over, although 2021 not looking as, as great out of the gates. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, got the NFL action winding down, NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Well, the big story of the day, or rather the last 24 hours, all the moving and shaking and changes happening over in Knoxville with the Tennessee Volunteers and joining us now to break it down a little bit and figure out what the heck is going on at the University of Tennessee is our buddy Josh Ward, host of Locked on Vols and, of course, uh, radio host on Sports 180, uh, WNNML. He joins us now. Josh, what do you make of the last uh, 24 hours or so? Another day in Knoxville. Another day for <laughs> Tennessee fans to scratch their heads and wonder what has happened, how did we get here, where is the program moving next, because we've had this conversation before. We've had it with different coaching changes, and Tennessee's had a lot of change, but it seems like Tennessee is always able to make change and cause problems within the program in the most dramatic fashion. It happened when Tennessee was looking for a coach to replace Butch Jones. Tennessee found a replacement, and that replacement, Greg Schiano had to be replaced by somebody else. Then Tennessee replaced the athletic director, replacing him with Bill Fulmer, who now is going to be replaced to, at the same time, try to find a new head coach to replace the coach that he hired. Does that sound confusing? That's Tennessee football. And it's been that way for a long time, and here Tennessee is again. Let's rewind a little bit, because I know we heard rumblings about this a couple weeks ago, and if you read the writing on the wall when they said that they were bringing in Kevin Steele, but not giving him a title just yet, it was kind of fishy and like, okay, I wonder if this is setting up for him to be the interim coach. But we heard the rumblings about, okay, Tennessee is being investigated, or or there was an internal investigation, rather, on recruiting violations. We now know... Uh, as of yesterday, Jeremy Pruitt has been let go for cause, as well as a handful of other staff assistants. Do we know specifically what happened? I mean, I assume it's recruiting violations, but I haven't seen any specifics on what it is. Right. It is related to recruiting. There have not been specifics on the exact uh, allegations that are going to be levied. As This is still an ongoing investigation, both internally and with the NCAA, and that is worth noting at this point, uh, we now know the NCAA has gotten involved, as that was a question before today, really. Uh, it, it was thought to be just an internal investigation that the NCAA would at some point get behind and, and get involved with. But uh, it, it is expected that this is going to be heavy. Tennessee said itself that they are expecting significant penalties, and that could affect postseason eligibility. That could affect scholarships that are available. That could affect eligibility of current players on the football team. So it's still to be determined what the penalties will be, but Tennessee will self-impose penalties most likely at some point, and the NCAA could do even more to Tennessee. So the, the future of Tennessee will be affected by what has happened during the Jeremy Pruitt era. 
So let me ask you, in your opinion, what do you think that that it is uh, in terms of do we think it's, you know, like paying players, coaches paid players, paid families? I mean, I understand when we say s- serious NCAA inv- violations, but I-, I don't know what more it could be outside of, you know, paying players because I-, I don't know any other things outside of that that have been in recent years serious violations. Yeah, I think that could definitely be a possibility. Tennessee is firing Jeremy Pruitt, but it's also firing 10 staff members, including two assistant coaches, Brian Niedermeyer and Shelton Felton. Niedermeyer was a national recruiter of the year a few years ago. He helped bring in big-time talent to Tennessee across the country from East Coast to West Coast. And uh, it is no surprise that Niedermeyer is being fired. It's no surprise that Tennessee is alleging that he committed violations. It's, it's kind of been a poorly kept secret that Tennessee was cheating. It's just, to me, the, the surprise was not that Tennessee might have been cheating. The surprise would be that Tennessee wouldn't be buttoned up enough to where it could be so easily found as it appears to have been by the university. So we, we still have to see what, what exactly Tennessee has found within the investigation. But considering what uh, considering the level, we're talking multiple level one and level two violations within the program, uh, you can start to guess what it's going to be. It's just a matter of, how much, by whom, to whom, those are the questions to be determined. But the idea that Tennessee was cheating on recruit in, in the recruiting world and on the trail, that, that's been alleged for a couple of years. It was a matter of, it's not, it's not is a school cheating? It's, can you prove that a school is cheating? And it appears that Tennessee has done that. Yeah, as one uh, Tennessee buddy of mine said, we cheated our butts off for a 16-19 and 19 record. At least maybe we could have won a title in there to make it all worth it. So we will see. More with Josh Ward right after this. Hey, quick minute here for our friends at rockauto.com. I tell you all guys all the time, rockauto.com, they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to their website, rockauto.com right now, and check out what they have. You can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whatever you need. For the daily driver or if you're a classic uh, person who collects cars, whatever you need, they've got it for you in just a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver directly to your door. Their catalog is unique, very easy to navigate. Just search the – type in your make and model, your year, boom, you can find everything you need that you might need to replace. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and same for the professionals or do-it-yourselfers like you and I. Why spend up to twice as much at some of these auto parts stores that you got to drive all the way around town to find? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and remember to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight from every playoff game, team, or move from around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Continue our conversation with Josh Ward, host of Locked on Vols. And Josh, uh, kind of the fallout of this 
moving forward. So we've hit on the big topics, obviously, that Phil Fulmer stepping down at AD. And what he said made sense, right? He said, I could have done this for another year or two, but look, if we're going to hire a new coach, I'd rather bring in the new AD now, let them make their hire on the new coach, and then have both those people moving forward for the next decade. Now, anybody outside of Nick Saban doesn't really last a decade in the SEC anymore, but point being, I think that made sense. Does that make sense to you? And do you believe them when they said yesterday that, Phil Fulmer had no involvement or knowledge of what happened. Well, uh, that would be tied to this. Yes, I believe Tennessee's saying that there was nothing that tied Phil Fulmer to the violations because he shouldn't really be involved in what's going on with recruiting anyway. But uh, I, I, I had an issue with Tennessee and the stand that it took talking so much about integrity and that's what comes first. I don't doubt that that's what they value. I don't doubt that the chancellor and the president think that's really important. I think it's important. I, I believe that they think that too. But as I said, it was a poorly kept secret that Tennessee might be cheating. It, to me, the surprise is that it was so easily found uh, when Tennessee looked into it. But the idea that Tennessee had that place number one as the priority within the football program is hard for me to believe because I believe if Jeremy Pruitt had a winning record this past season, he's still the head coach. I don't know if there would have been an investigation if Tennessee were winning football games. But Tennessee was losing, and Jeremy Pruitt was doing a really bad job on the field, and there were more questions about what was going on behind the scenes. And Tennessee at some point was probably forced to look into what was going on. But these rumors and these allegations, I mean, when Tennessee was out there recruiting in the spring of 2020 and landing big-time prospects, there were all kinds of allegations about what Tennessee was doing. Did Tennessee take time to look into it then? We don't have any reason to believe that that happened. And, uh, you yeah, know, it's just, I think that's the way it goes in college football. I'm not saying that's a Tennessee issue. I think that if a coach is winning, then you do what you can to support that coach. If a coach is losing, then you do what you can to get that coach out. And that was easily done by Jeremy Brewer for Tennessee to get him removed. Now it's a matter of can they fix a program that is going to be hit with penalties in the future and is questionable in terms of how it's going to be viewed by other coaches. Can they go get another coach? Is it going to be Kevin Steele? There are a lot of questions that need to be answered. And by the way, I don't think Tennessee at its press conference should have put its head down and said we had no chance. I mean, Tennessee talked, the, the president, the chancellor, talked about the future and said it's a bright future for the program and the athletic department. And they have to believe they, that. They have to mean that. But that's also easier said than done because of what's happened over the last few years and what's happened what's been discovered over the last couple of months. Let's talk timetable moving forward. And and this is just your opinion. Obviously, a lot can, can change and all that. But where do you see the timetable now? I mean, obviously, they're going to start a search for an athletic director. Do you see them making a hire, say, in the next – I mean, it's, it's January, so there's still plenty of time before the next football season. Do they make a, an AD hire here in, say, the next four to eight weeks and then – you know, do they say, let's just go into this football season with Kevin Steele at the helm, or do they go, get aggressive and say, let's go make a hire this offseason moving into the, the upcoming football season? I do think that they try to move quickly to find an athletic director because I think Tennessee's ready to move on to a new era. And Tennessee's president, Chancellor, were, you know, they were they were very strong in thanking Philip Fulmer and talking about how he's a legend with the football program and the University of Tennessee, and that is very true. Philip Fulmer accomplished a ton as a head coach. Senior as athletic director was a big disappointment because of what happened with the football program. And that's not to say that other 
parts of the athletic department aren't in good shape. Other parts are in great shape. But Philip Fulton was hired with one clear goal, and that was to fix the football program. And now the program, in my opinion, is in worse shape than it was three years ago. So I think Tennessee's ready to move on, and Tennessee is going to try to find an athletic director with AB experience, which Philip Fulmer did not have, and hope that that person can go find a football coach. I don't know if that's going to happen this offseason, though. It could be Kevin Steele coaching in 2021, because I think Kevin Steele took the job on staff with Tennessee last week, knowing that there was a good chance, a real chance, that he could be the head coach this year. And if he's the head coach in 2022 and beyond, not necessarily, but he might have a chance to be. And I think there's a real shot that that's how it plays out. I think Tennessee is serious about going out and conducting, conducting a search, but Tennessee might not be happy with what it finds is the reaction from coaches out there as we now enter the second half or in the second half of the month of January. It is not an ideal time to be trying to hire a coach, especially when you have all the questions that are surrounding Tennessee football right now. Yeah, that's the thing because I'm reading people out there saying, oh, maybe we get Hugh Freeze. Well, that's a guy who left the uh, the SEC originally with recruiting violations, and it's like, do you is that the guy that you want to come in with the squeaky clean image to replace the guy who was cheating? Um, the interesting part, Josh, just some of the comments we saw yesterday from, uh, you know, uh, Phil Fulmer saying that, you know, we've recruited very well. Well, that's an ironic comment when obviously you're talking about firing people over recruiting violations. What an incredible moment. What an incredible moment. Yeah. I also saw but my buddy uh, who's a UT fan said, uh, you know, apparently it sounds like there was a concerted effort to cover it all up from compliance, which we have experience with with Bruce Pearl. So it's almost like, man, you know, history repeats itself. It's like you didn't learn your lesson years ago, and now it happened again. Uh, overall, what did you make of most of the comments they had yesterday? Yeah, I thought, again, that Tennessee was trying to present an optimistic outlook on the future of the program, calling the future bright. That's what Tennessee needs to do because it's a press conference in some ways to try to calm down the fan base. But the reality is that Tennessee football has a lot of problems that have been self-inflicted, not even over the last few months or last few years with Jeremy Pruitt as the head coach. This is a constant problem with issues behind the scenes with the vision on the direction that Tennessee should should go in. and uh, I, I don't know if that changes. What is there to point to to believe that it's going to change, especially at a time where if we just go back to the field and talk about the competition Tennessee faces, this is not an easy position Tennessee's in trying to beat out Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and other programs that are at least respectable. So, yeah, I, I, thought, uh, I thought some of the comments were insulting in ways during the press conference uh, by Tennessee's leadership. Tony Thomas, to me, overall, is an impressive uh, leader in terms of what she stands for and what she's trying to get done and some of the other issues that she, she's trying to deal with. And I think she's really, I think she's angry in some ways with what's happened with the football program. But that doesn't change things. It, it, it happened under her leadership. She didn't hire Phil Fulmer or Jeremy Pruitt, but she was their boss and they did this under her watch. I think she's really upset with that. And that's why change is absolutely needed with the head football coach position. There's this, and they had no other choice, and I did the same thing with Bill Fulmer. One other thing to note, Tony Bauman said that this was not expected to be a long-term deal with Philip Fulmer as the AD. Quite the opposite. Last year, Philip Fulmer signed an extension through December 2023. <laughs> Less than a year later, he is announcing his retirement as the athletic director. It's quite the opposite. Since he literally signed the contract, of him being the athletic director for, at the time of that deal, six years, and it's not going to come close to that. And, uh, the, the results of the last few months are the reason for that. 
Last thing for you, Josh, and we certainly appreciate your time. Uh, where do you move forward here? I mean, you've got recruits that are literally coming on campus, you know, the, in the next couple of weeks to, to months to start their careers at Tennessee. You've got, you know, Kevin Steele, obviously he's the interim, but you don't know how long he's going to be away. You know, Wanya Morris, he's on the, on the move. He's going to Oklahoma now. But, you know, at least you did pick up Big Cat Bryant. He comes over from Auburn. So Kevin Steele showing at least he can maybe bring in some guys and can maybe keep recruiting afloat. But what do you see happening here with at least the guys who signed in this recruiting class? Yeah, it's a great question. My guess is that most players stick. As it was impressive on Saturday that Tennessee put out a video with Jeremy Pruitt welcoming those players to campus when at that point Tennessee had already hired a search firm to help with the move, getting Jeremy Pruitt out and finding his replacement. But I would guess that most of those players stick. Let's assume that Big Cat Tennessee, because in his announcement, he credited Shelton Felton with helping, and Shelton Felton was one of the coaches fired on Monday <laughs> by Tennessee. But I, I think most players will stick. We'll see. Uh, Dylan Brooks is a highly touted player, the highest rated player in this class for Tennessee. So let's see what he does. He's a defensive end who signed with Tennessee in the early signing period. It's important that Caden Salter announces he's sticking with Tennessee. That's good. But let's see what players on the roster decide to do as Wednesday starts classes. Let's see what the status is of linebacker Henry Toho, who Jeremy Pruitt flew out to California to recruit to stick with Tennessee three days before being fired by Tennessee. Unbelievable. He is Josh Ward. Uh, Locked on Vols is the podcast. I guess uh, you'll be hitting on a lot of this throughout this week on the podcast. Yeah, we have a lot to uncover. So uh, the Tuesday episode, check it out. We have a lot for you today, but every day this week, we'll, we'll be unpacking this in the week. The weeks go along. It's just a, another day in Tennessee football. Well, I look forward to seeing your uh, podcast ranked up there as one of the most visited podcasts on the Locked On Network this week because uh, there's a lot of interest and a lot, a lot of turmoil happening. Never a dull day if you've been a volunteer fan for these last couple of years. Hey, at least the basketball team is doing well. You got that, but, uh, man, it is, uh, it is a crazy time right now. Josh, thanks so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. You got it, Chris. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Josh Ward there of Locked On Vols. Man, it is uh, it's a crazy time to be a Volunteers fan just uh, in terms of what has happened with that football program. Crazy. Th- I mean, like a year ago, we were talking about Jeremy Pruitt ending the season on a win streak. If you remember, LSU and Tennessee had two of the longest country, the, the country's longest win streaks. LSU, of course, ended... <laughs> abruptly with their opening uh, season opening blowout at home against Mississippi State and then Tennessee they kept it rolling with a couple of wins and then they hit a losing streak and that was uh, the prominent part of Jeremy Pruitt's tenure but my goodness man it seemed like a year ago this time arrow pointing upward with Jeremy Pruitt and now Jeremy Pruitt out and a lot of questions for the future of the Tennessee Volunteers football program and athletic program for that matter with searching for a new athletic director we'll discuss more of it throughout this week we appreciate you guys for listening talk to you tomorrow right here on locked on sec